There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Being prepared is all about having the right tools. The OnX off-road map and navigation app is the best fully functional GPS when you're out of service. Offline maps allow you to access all interactive land and trail data and custom map markups when you're out of service. Your phone's internal GPS gives you full navigation capabilities offline, so you'll always know where you are and how to get home safely. Go to onxmaps.com and use code MEATEATER to get 20% off your membership today. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newharth, and today we're joined by Giannis Patelis, Brody Henderson, Corey Calkins, Maggie Hudlow, Sam James, Tressa Croker, Chester Floyd, and Christine Sawicki. Now, Christine, this is your first time on the podcast, so tell folks what you do here at Meat Eater. Yeah, I'm in uh, human resources here at Meat Eater. Uh, basically, what you can imagine human resources done, does, so everything from onboarding to engagement to uh, even a little bit of philanthropy, insurance. I'll spare you the details there, but yeah, I really enjoy it, and I'm excited to be here. Tell everybody what uh, the Meat Eater benefits packages are. That's what <laughs> oh. you do like, this week, Super right? generous. Yeah. yeah, our employees are very happy with it's the great. work I do. Does, <laughs> does everybody just ask you if it's like uh, like Toby on The Office? Is that like the association that folks make with HR? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like a cooler Toby, but uh-huh. um, we like Christine much. Hunts. We like Christine much better than uh, than Toby. I appreciate much. that. Much. She's also got a uh, blog. Did you know that? No, I did not. What's that? Uh, it's a blog called Feral Weekends. It's uh, just kind of like my personal experiences in the outdoors, mm. hunting and fishing. I like mm. it. What would be an example of something you'd read there? Uh, I actually just wrote about the first time I harvested a mule deer two weeks ago. Very cool. Um, and just what that felt like. And that was in Montana? Montana, yeah. Way cool. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And Chester, you are our newest parent in the room. Congrats on baby Oscar. Thank you. How is fatherhood so far? Pretty good. I can't see it with all the mics and people. I'm like tucking. <laughs> no, it's, it's wonderful. Speaking of Christine helping out, like yesterday I was filling out all the correct insurance stuff for... For Oscar and the family, and I uh-huh. feel like I messaged her like 15 <laughs> times. I just like feel real bad, yeah. you know, but she she helped me out. And You're got, all squared we, away, though. Yeah, he, he's taken care of. But yeah, Danielle, my wife, and I just had our firstborn son. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, and then we haven't been getting any sleep, but uh, he came early, um, so there was a little scare there, but... The little nuggets doing good, and we're kind of just nesting at home. Um, so I figured I'd come in and hang out with you guys again. Um, what does that mean, nesting at home? Oh, that means like every three hours we get the little guy up and feed him since the day he was born, which he was born October 19th, um, which is like a process for when they're that small. Uh-huh. It takes, you know, like 40, 45 minutes to feed him. Then you put him down, and then you do it again. Um, but I've been able to get some house projects done, put a heater in my garage. I got out bow hunting one day. 
Successfully. Successfully sliced the heck out of my thumb with broadhead. Um, I, hey, yeah, stitches and all. Stitches and all. But yeah. Well, that sounds like nesting at home, a day of bow hunting, <laughs> Chester. Good job. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't get a lot of opportunity to bow hunt anymore. So when Danielle says, you should go, I go. And that was the only day I got. But yeah, spending spend most of the time at home playing a little music hanging out with the kid, and yeah, it's it's really nice, actually. Busy man. Yanni, Brody. Does Oscar have any nicknames? Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, Steve wants his real name to be Chester, not Oscar. We <laughs> oh, found yeah. that out yesterday. He tells me every time I see him, he says, <laughs> Chester, I think you made a big mistake here. <laughs> but I don't care. I like Oscar. It's a family name. You got to tell him his uh, Middle initials. name is uh, Gregory, so we call him OG Floyd. Oh, that's great. That's real good. Yanni, Brody, Corey, Phil, do you guys miss the nesting days, or is that like, we're glad we're not there anymore? Well, I'll just, I'll jump in before them really quick, because I was, <laughs> I was talking to Chester yesterday, and he was, I was asking him about Oscar and the baby, and he goes, yeah, I'm not getting a lot of sleep, and I was like, oh man, it's, it's terrible. And he kind of like looks at me and goes, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's worth it, but, uh, but my, I mean, my experience was a little bit different, because, um. Yeah, my, my wife was in school full-time. She went back to school after, like, six days after oh. having the kid. I didn't get any paternity leave. We were, like, on opposite shifts, getting no sleep. Were those your so movie that, theater it was, days? Honestly, it was terrible. Were those uh, your movie theater days, that, that too? Was, that was my target. Those oh, were my target, target days. days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't, they're, they're not real forgiving when it comes to paternity leave, I imagine. Not at that time. Maybe it's mm-hmm. gotten better. But Target's a great place to work when you're getting no sleep because you can just kind of wander <laughs> around and look like you're doing something. But you're actually kind of taking, like, a power nap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, I feel lucky. I got all kinds of sleep. Our, kid, <laughs> our babies were good. I did the whole—you you, you you did a bunch of daddy daycare, too. Like, I did months of that. You did for at least one of them, right? Almost a year I was at home yeah. with one. Yeah, yeah, same here. Back to the game of trivia. Now, I do congrats again, Chester. Now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. This week, we're looking at wins tracked against appearances on the show. Brody is our leader. He has won 43% of the games that he's played in. That's followed by Clay at 40%, Steve at 39%, and Giannis at 28%. No other player is in double digits. Can you text that to Steve right now? We can do that. Yeah. We can do that. You, you've you got him by four percentage points. Giannis, that seem right to you, 28%. You okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I'm okay with it. Now, we have some housekeeping to get to. On episode 345 of Meat Eater Trivia, I asked how many wildcats are native to North America. I said the correct answer was six, which I got from National Geographic. But about 20 listeners wrote in to let me know that it's actually seven, and I was missing the Margay cat. I made that correction on episode 359. Well, now I need to issue a correction to that correction because another listener wrote in to say that I was also missing the Ancilla, which is known as the Northern Tiger Cat. The Northern Tiger Cat only weighs about 5 pounds, making it lighter than domestic cats. They are found in parts of Costa Rica and Panama, as well as most of the Amazon Basin in South America. The Northern Tiger Cat is considered a vulnerable species across much of its range, but can still be hunted in Ecuador, Nicaragua, and Peru. So there aren't six wildcats in North America like I stated in episode 345, and there aren't seven wildcats in North America like I stated on episode 359. There are, in fact, eight wildcats native to North America. First ever correction issued on a correction. (laughs) That was just a flawed, flawed question by me to begin with. Yanni, you feel better now knowing that there's eight? Well, we asked, used to ask that question in Meteor Trivia uh, mm. when we did trivia uh, before podcasts during the uh, VIP events. And what was your answer? <laughs> I think it was six. Yeah. <laughs> now we know it's eight. I'm not even convinced that it's eight. I'm sure we'll hear from somebody else now. There's probably a hybrid between two of these that make it nine. And then another species we missed out on that's uh, going to make it ten. We'll see what happens with the Wildcats of North America. Now, the Shelby Index for this game of trivia is a six, so our winner should have a very strong score. 
Also, there's an announcement at the end of the episode of trivia that you'll want to stick around for. It has to do with some upcoming shows. And with that, we're on to the game. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one. We should add a gobble to the end of that. Because <laughs> every episode we can keep making it longer and longer. This is going to be a two-hour podcast by the time we're done. <laughs> question one, the topic is fishing, and this is multiple choice. This first great question comes to us via James Morris. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. This Seth's dad? I don't know. Is that his, is that his name? I think so, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> hmm. What is the only state without a naturally occurring lake? Is it Maryland, Arizona, Rhode Island, or Texas? What is the only state without a naturally occurring lake? Your choices are Maryland, Arizona, Rhode Island, or Texas. Doesn't appear as though anybody knows this. Yanni hasn't even picked up his whiteboard and marker yet. Maryland, Arizona, Rhode Island, Texas. Now, Christine, you said that you had been studying for this show. How did you study for a game of meat eater trivia? Uh, I realized I didn't study that well enough. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need another marker. I, I looked over a lot of maps, read some articles. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Your new markers are already going bad. Uh-oh. One more time. What is the only state without a naturally occurring lake, Maryland, Arizona, Rhode Island, or Texas? Does everybody have an answer? A lot of writing. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Maggie saying Rhode Island, Christine saying Texas, Brody saying Rhode Island, Corey saying Rhode Island, Chester saying Arizona, Tressa saying Rhode Island, Sam saying Texas, Yana saying Rhode Island. Nobody got it. No. The correct answer oh, oh, is no Maryland. Odds were it was C. Maryland does have a handful of rivers and freshwater ponds, but none are big enough to qualify as a lake. Scientists believe one of the last natural lakes in Maryland was Buckles Bog, which would have been full of water about 14,000 years ago. What What's the scientific clarification for a lake? Right. Hmm. I don't know. I imagine just like bigger than an acre or something like that, or uh, I don't know what they're... Got to be bigger than that. I would think so, man. None of them in Maryland, though. Question two. The topic is hunting. What citrus soda from Coca-Cola wrapped their cans in camouflage as part of a hunting season promotion in 2015? What citrus soda from Coca-Cola wrapped their cans in camouflage as part of a hunting season promotion in 2015. Hmm. Tressa, you know this? It's a quick answer. That was just a quick guess. Okay. <laughs> what citrus soda from Coca-Cola wrapped their cans in camouflage as part of a hunting season promotion in 2015? When you, for all the newcomers, when you hold up your answers, hold them up nice and high so Spencer can see them. Thank you, Yanni. You're Very welcome. helpful. And write legibly. <laughs> I did not do that last time. <laughs> I'm not new, but I'm holding it low here. I might be all of them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa buddy. He's just oh. showing his answer to everybody. Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> Let's go, go. Go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Maggie saying Mountain Dew. Christine saying Sprite. Brody saying Sprite. Corey saying Sunkiss. Chester saying Mountain Dew. Tressa saying Sprite. Sam saying Orange Crush. And Giannis saying Mellow Yellow. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Mellow Yellow. Oh, oh man. Well done, Mellow Yanni. Yellow. Did you know that or was it I just a guess? I don't even drink that shit. <laughs> they call me Mellow Yellow. Ooh, that's a good tune. Quite right. <laughs> this was part of Mellow Yellow's This Is My World campaign that marketed to hunters in 2015 and 2016. Coca-Cola and Realtree, which are both Georgia-based companies, haven't gone back to the camo can design in six years. So you did not know that, Yanni. It was just a guess. Did not know what? Oh, that they did it? Yeah. No, I just knew that Mellow Yellow was a uh, Coca-Cola product. Okay. Mountain Dew, Mountain was Dew would be Pepsi. Right line of thinking, though. Hmm. 
<laughs> question three, the topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us via Alex Taylor. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. This invasive plant, which is a climbing perennial, has been nicknamed the vine that ate the South. This invasive plant, which is a climbing perennial, has been nicknamed the vine that ate the South. Not enough Southerners in here, apparently, because nobody knew it. Yanni with a quick answer, though. Do you know it, Yanni? Think you got this one? Maybe. I got a good guess. The vine that ate the South. There's a lot of invasives down there they complain about when Mm -hmm. I'm down visiting my in-laws in North Carolina. They probably got this plant there. Mm-hmm. Only one of them know there's the vine that ate the South. Brody, you think you got this? No, I don't even have an answer, but like I know I've read about it before. Oh, no. I just can't remember what the hell it is. Not enough Southerners in the room. Do you like that tactic Brody uses to like look it through his hat into the universe? <laughs> <laughs> See if yep. there's an answer up yep. there? So far, <laughs> nothing. Nothing came back? So no. He's got his cheat sheet, top of his hat. Pick a vine, any vine. Pick Everybody have an answer? Yeah. Got a great Go one. ahead and reveal your answers. We have Maggie saying napweed, Christine without an answer, Brody saying ivy, Corey saying red vine, like the licorice, Chester saying buckthorn, Tressa saying lupine lupin, Sam saying wild grape, Giannis saying creeping myrtle. Mm. Nobody got it. Oh, yes. <laughs> the correct answer is kudzu. That's the oh. damn word I was trying to remember. <laughs> First good That's question. That's considered a vine? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's actually a pea plant. Uh, but yes, it's it's a vine. So far, the Shelby index is way she off, She might win man. the game, actually. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we do in that case. Kudzu is native to Asia and arrived in America in the late 1800s. The plant is so destructive that its presence will actually bring down property values. During its peak growing season, it can grow 12 inches per day. And while deer do browse on it, it usually outcompetes native plants that they'd prefer to eat instead. How do you spell it, uh, Spencer? K-U-D-Z-U. Kudzu. If you ever watch Just like uh, it sounds. The, the Seek One hunters in Atlanta, Georgia, they're always hunting around kudzu. Mm. Is that now the plant that your, your in-laws have in North Carolina? Yeah, no, I 100% knew it. Mm. But I just didn't, I didn't think that it was a vine. Because that's the number one invasive they're complaining about is kudzu. Yeah. Fighting it. Bad. Rough game so far. We've had one correct answer <laughs> through three <laughs> questions. <laughs> Question four. The topic is woodsmanship. What 1986 Gary Paulson book is about a 13-year-old boy who lives in the Canadian wilderness for 54 days after surviving a plane crash? What 1986 Gary Paulson book is about a 13-year-old boy who lives in the Canadian wilderness for 54 days after surviving a plane crash? Uh, Corey said he loves this book. Oh, I feel like anyone who's listened to the Mediator podcast for, like, any amount of time would know this answer. Okay. Except for Chester. Well, I feel like I have it right, but I also feel like, I don't know. Go with your gut, Chester. (laughs) 1986. I'm going to get a copy for Oscar. There you go. I've read these books. Yeah. Gary Paulson, I think he just died recently. Oh, I didn't know that. Last couple of years. Was was he as popular among female uh, females who like the outdoors as he was males? I was obsessed with Gary yeah? Paulson as okay. a child. I wanted to be a sled dog racer because of oh. Gary Paulson when okay. I was an elementary schooler. I yeah, he so competed in the Iditarod. To even have a little sled dog and made my dog fool me around. <laughs> mm. I, did, I was obsessed. So for me, he was. I understand I do not speak for all females, but okay. yes. I've never heard of him. So, <laughs> Chester, do you have an answer? I have an answer. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Maggie saying Ah. hatchet, Christine saying hatchet, Brody saying hatchet, Corey saying hatchet, Chester saying Brian's hunt, Tressa without an answer, Sam and Giannis saying hatchet. They got it. The correct answer is hatchet. Now, there was was a bunch of sequels, and I don't know if that was one of them. I think there was like The River, um, but Brian's hunt, I think, was a Gary Paulson book. I don't know if it was part of this series, though. Yeah. Man, no sleep is... 
<laughs> oh, already blaming your kid, huh? <laughs> well, you've got exactly. plenty of time to read it now, Chester. That's right. Yeah. Like Yanni said, he's going to buy you the whole Gary Paulson series. Uh, I think that's what Giannis said, right? Yeah. I have excuses now. In 2007, a Boy Scout went missing in the North Carolina wilderness for four days. When he was finally rescued, he said he was able to survive by applying the woodsmanship principles he learned from the book Hatchet. And in 2012, School Library Journal ranked the book 23rd on its list of the top 100 children's novels of all time. Now, Phil, was Hatchet on your radar as a kid as oh, well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, our uh, our teacher turned it into a whole unit. We did a thing on really? the, the Iditarod. It was a whole Gary Paulson thing. There was a, there's a passage in that book when he finds, he comes upon, like, the dead pilot of that plane mm-hmm. that, like, deeply affected me as a kid. Tell yeah. us more. Oh, it was just, it was, like, horrifying to me as, like, a <laughs> third grader or whatever. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> was, yeah, dead dead human bodies. It was kind of the first time I had ever, like, read something with that in it so now Giannis Brody had had you guys read this book before or were yeah. you, you aged out of uh aged out of Gary Paulson series by then by when 1986 oh no before I mean how old do you think we are <laughs> I'm just asking <laughs> just asking no I, I read it I did not read it until in the last couple of years and I read it to my girls you read it in the last couple of years yeah that's great yeah I like it to my girls mm. I wasn't just in bed at night. <laughs> <laughs> question five. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Marlon Branton. For sending this great question, Marlon is going to get a signed book by Steve. If you want a chance to win the listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What athlete uses his yacht called the Catch-23 to compete in North Carolina's Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament every year? What athlete uses his yacht called the Catch-23 to compete in North Carolina's Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament every year? A quick answer from Brody. Brody, you know this? Oh, yeah. I feel like there's just... Nah, I'm not even going to say Okay. It. Yeah. Doesn't want to give like a, hint. a hint somewhere in Chester's there. There's got, a lot of hints is what he's saying. <laughs> Chester's got big eyes. Chester, you think you can come up with the right answer? I think so. <laughs> Pretty confident. If this room. is an athlete from North Carolina that catches things and is the number twenty three, that's no hint. See, that's kind of tough. No hint. Maggie, that's going to help It's all in the question. It's not like you're saying anything that's not in the question. It's in the question. I'm interested to hear. There's a bunch of stuff. Thank you for slowing that down. You don't know if it's in the question or not. Like he just said. No, the no. question's the question. Yeah, but she <laughs> inferred information about the information. I'm that, yeah, for, I, like, it didn't take a whole lot of inferring. Listen, I mean, it was listen. laid out there. That's stepping over the line. I'm going to step into shoes. I'm just saying, that doesn't help me at all. Does everybody have an answer? Absolutely not. I just want to know, do you have the the genesis of the name, how it went from Catch-22 to Catch-23 in, in your explanation we'll after talk the about answer. it afterwards yes. talk about it afterwards hmm. sam you have an answer no sir gonna come up with one i've got a backup okay you ready sure <laughs> <laughs> he's going with the backup Just spitting go ahead and reveal your answers we have maggie saying what's that say no <laughs> what's no mean I do not have an answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christine saying Joe Mauer. Brody saying Michael Jordan. Corey saying Michael Jordan. Chester saying Jackie Robinson. Tressa saying Jared bad, Allen. Huh? Sam saying Tom Brady. And Giannis saying Mike Jordan. The correct answer is Michael Jordan. Is Jackie Robinson dead? I would imagine he's been dead <laughs> for a minute. What number was he? Uh, 46? 42? 42. I think you're right. The last person to wear it would have been... Well, that uh, was a movie. It's called 42. Oh, that's that's a yeah. good point. <laughs> I think Jordan's <laughs> boat just won a bunch of money recently. Didn't seem... Those hints didn't seem to help too much, Brody. <laughs> I thought they were very helpful. They were. They to were you? well. The, the catch-23 no, I mean, because he was it, it was a twist ending when Maggie got it's it wrong. Most, <laughs> it was. was. Like, oh, yeah, she was most popular, one of the most popular athletes ever. Like, who doesn't know his number's 23? That's right. He went to like, North me. Carolina. Well, I did not share basketball. I'm saying. Christine, Tressa, are you both from Minnesota? Um, I'm from Montana, but oh, okay. Vikings from Michigan. Oh, so yeah. you both with Minnesota athletes, but neither yeah, one of cool. you are from there. And I definitely <laughs> weigh in on Jordan being the best player ever, and not LeBron James. 
Now, Jordan's team caught a 442-pound Blue Marlin in 2020, which took fourth place for heaviest catch of the day. He also landed a 25-pound dolphin fish, which was the eighth heaviest of the tournament. The Catch-23 is an 84-foot yacht that's wrapped with the same design as his Air Jordan 3 sneakers. Giannis, I don't know. I doubt there was ever a Catch-22. I think it was just purely the Catch-23 because he was the number 23. And he's catching stuff. Catching stuff. A lot of stuff. (laughs) We are halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update, Phil. With zero points uh, are Tressa and Chester. Sorry. I wish I could be more happy for you. This is the worst (laughs) I've ever done, so. Uh, One point apiece. We have Sam, Maggie, and Christine. Coming up next, Corey and Brody have two points apiece. And in first place with three points is Giannis Boutelis. Woo! You're, uh, you're in a race here to beat Shelby. Trying. Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside. Planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing. Taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a a thousand times. I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance. And man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Hey man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch. So when I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, well, what's the catch? But it turns out there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash meat eater. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Man, I'm just coming back uh, not too long ago from youth turkey season in Wisconsin. Now, last year at youth turkey season, it rained and snowed the whole time. This year at youth turkey season, it was in the 70s and even up to 80. So me and my kids are pouring it to it. And after a while, I realized they didn't drink anything all day and they haven't drank anything all day. Well, that's why it's important to get hydrated and have something you're going to like to help you, encourage you to get hydrated. doesn't matter. Outdoor events, turkey hunting, playing sports, beach days, mountain adventures. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. I'll say that again. Hydrates better than water alone. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and you use code MEATEATER at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MEATEATER at liquidiv.com. Question six. The topic is cooking. 
What southern state has a pot roast recipe named after it that features ranch dressing mix, au jus mix, and pepperoncinis? I love this recipe. You got it? Oh, man, it's so good. What southern state has a pot roast recipe named after it that features ranch dressing mix, au jus mix, and pepperoncinis? Seems as though Maggie is the only one who knew the answer. Y'all need to make this. (laughs) I'll tell you all about it. Tressie, you had a quick answer. You know this one? No, it's just another guess. Okay. (laughs) Looking for a southern state with the pot roast recipe named after it. I agree with Maggie. It is my favorite way to make a venison roast. It's so easy and so Mm -hmm. good. I just happened to pull one out of the fridge before freezer before I came down. There you go. Stop at the grocery store on the way. Shanks in this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Shank season. Mm Mm-hmm. What were you making, Brody? Oh, just like a beef bourguignon shank thing type thing. And that's, uh, you got about eight hours to wait for that, right? At least, man. There's a couple elk shanks in there, and mm. those tendons take a while to break down. You think Clay Newcomb would know this one? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Does everybody have an answer? Mm-mm. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Maggie oh. saying Mississippi, Christine saying Louisiana, Brody saying Kentucky, Corey saying Texas. Chester has dad brain, couldn't come up with a southern state. Yeah, Tressa, right. says, Tressa says Louisiana. Sam said Mississippi and Giannis yeah. saying Texas. Canada? The correct answer is Mississippi. <laughs> this recipe was created by Robin Chapman from Ripley, Mississippi in the 1990s. It was her family's favorite meal, so she shared it in the Beach Hill Church of Christ cookbook. It since blew up in popularity and has been pinned on Pinterest over a million times. If you want to learn how to make it, then go to TheMeatEater.com and check out our recipe called Venison Mississippi Pot Roast. Why is it? Tell me why you love it so much, Spencer. Flavor's great. Um, it's got like a little spice, but not too much. You can just serve it on mashed potatoes. You could serve it on a sandwich. Uh, it's just very versatile, and I think it's very palatable, um, whether you like spice or a lot of flavor or whatever. Maggie, why do you like it so much? I, I like making sandwiches with it, and it's like you can like throw all your stuff in the pot roast in the morning and like leave and go do whatever you want to do in the day and like come home and you got dinner ready. It's just like one of those good easy meals that everyone's like, man, this is so good. What'd you do? And I'm like, I threw some ranch dust and a can of pepperoncinis <laughs> like in a jar in a slow cooker. And it's awesome. Like, it's shocking how good it turns out. I also, nothing against folks from Mississippi, uh, I call it white trash pot roast. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because, like. It, it does feel like that when you're putting, like, brown sugar and uh, ranch dressing. Yeah, and, and uh, like a stick of butter. I mm-hmm. put a stick of butter in there. Gotta, I don't know if that the recipe gotta, calls trashes for it. it up a bit, doesn't it? It does. It's good. <laughs> Question seven, the topic is wildlife. This next question is a visual question. If you want to see what the room is seeing, then go to Instagram and check out at Spencer Newharth. I'll make it my most recent post. I am going to show you a video of a man who had a cable show from 2011 to 2014. You need to tell me his nickname. You just reach down and... Now, when you came out of the water, you made a little uh, noise there. What was that? Oh, that's the rebel wind and yell there. That's that there yell. Every time you catch something, that's your... Uh... Let me hear that. Let me hear that. <laughs> you got to do that little cry there. You know, it gives you that power, you know, yeah. where you can catch another one. Now, you got Indian in you? Yeah, I got a quarter Shawnee and a, a quarter uh, Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah. And the other quarter is a white man. That's a Yankee and you know, a Union. And the other quarter is a, a Confederate. <laughs> Wow. They put that on TV. A lot of Southern influence (laughs) in this game today. Again, he had a cable show from 2011 to 2014. You need to tell me his nickname. Seems as though nobody knows this. Maggie, you had a quick answer. Do you know it? No, I'm I'm pulling this out of nowhere. (laughs) Looking for his nickname. How come you can't tell us the name of the show? Hmm. We'll talk about it in the follow-up factoid. This is a tough round. Yeah, props to Shelby. I think this is an example of uh, her just having 
too much exposure to my brain um, and things like I, I watched this show. I make Mississippi pot roast a lot. So it's uh, tougher than it seems. I just need to come hang out with you for a couple weeks. <laughs> That's right. Just do your dishes. And... Come join the nest. Yeah. I think we need to get back to our roots with like hunting, fishing. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm like, give me more. Uh, These are fun. Collection. These are like popular culture. Is that what they call that? <laughs> Probably short of just like pop culture. Pop yeah. culture. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Questions. Is it really a test of your knowledge of hunt, fish, cook? Conservation. Absolutely. Does everybody have an answer? This question, no, Brody. Yeah. For what this person's nickname is. Has more to do with how much time spent on the couch watching TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. up, Chester? I used... No, I'm not going to say okay. it. Okay. <laughs> do you know this answer? I don't think so. Okay. Does everybody have an answer? Looking for his nickname. <laughs> Go ahead oh, and wait, reveal wait, your... Wait, wait. Oh, oh, hold on. Okay. Chester's got a last second addition. Buzzer beater. Go ahead and reveal your answers. <laughs> we have Maggie saying Turtle Man, Christine saying Gator Boy, Brody saying Turtle Man, Corey saying The Swamp Man, Chester saying Turtle Man, Tressa saying Larry the Cable Guy, Sam saying Turtle Tom, and Giannis saying Cooter. Giannis, <laughs> my mom used to have a blue tick hound dog named Cooter. <laughs> oh, maybe that could be the name of my next one. <laughs> we have a correct answer in the room. It's Turtle Man. Oh, right. now, did, you, did, did you know that, Brody? No, or you just guess. You were just not. guessing. Turtle Tom is pretty close. I, I did, right, literally, right at the last too. second. Yeah, I got that too. We, and Maggie got it. We used to say, <laughs> my buddies and I, like, <laughs> live action. <laughs> live action. That's right. That was yeah. Turtle Man's call. Maggie, did you know that one yeah. or just guessing? No, no, I just guessed. I wonder what the Turtle Man's up to these days. Turtle Man's real name is Ernie Brown Jr., and his Animal Planet TV show was Call of the Wild. Wild Man. Each episode featured Ernie operating his nuisance animal removal business in Kentucky. Turtle Man would go to people's homes to remove things like skunks, snakes, and turtles, and then he would be compensated with gifts like moonshine, car parts, and firewood. <laughs> his show lasted for four seasons and 72 episodes. I've seen every one of them because my roommate and I in college would DVR it every time. Wow. Turtle Crack Man. of hams and... Absolutely. Turtle Man. Absolutely. <laughs> we had a there was a, a a murderer's row of good TV. I think it was on like Wednesday nights. We had Duck Dynasty, and then you had Turtle Man. Uh, great show. Hmm. Question eight. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. The topic is biology. This next great question comes to us via Alex Sutherland. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. How many marsupials are native to the United States? How many marsupials are native to the United States? I don't think anybody has an answer yet. Everyone's doing a lot of math. Corey, you know this one? No, not okay. at all. Do you know what a guess. marsupial is? Absolutely. <laughs> My kid and I were talking about marsupials last night. Really? Mm-hmm. What What about him? Well, we were talking about kangaroos. Yeah. How old's your kid? Four. You got to show him the video of the dude getting in a fist fight with a kangaroo. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. God, I think funny. there's a few of them out there nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my kid's been Squaring getting in off. fights at school, though, so I might wait till he's five. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, Giannis will buy you Gary Paulson's book, The Hatchet, for him to read. Does everybody have an answer? No problem. How many marsupials are native to the United States? Let's go. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Maggie saying one, Christine saying two, Brody saying one, Corey saying one, Chester saying three, Tressa saying four, Sam saying three, Giannis saying one. The correct answer is one. The only marsupial in America is the Virginia possum. They are considered to be the northernmost marsupial in the world. Their native range is from Central America to the Midwest, but their populations have boomed thanks to humans. Like most marsupials, possums have a pouch where the newborns live for the first three months of their life. Now, if Steve was here, he'd, he'd ask everyone what, what the nickname for a possum is. Grinner. That's right. I'm sure there's, there's got to be many more, right? Many. 
There's a good children's book out there. Uh, I think it's just called Possum. Possum, yeah. Uh, what's that about? Steve's got it. It's about a little <laughs> family of possums, and okay. it's their year. What's interesting about it is that uh, by the end of it, there's one or two, one, maybe. one or two left of the babies. Oh, they die. All oh yeah, them. getting That's eaten great. by predators, wow. hit by uh-huh. cars, like all the things that actually happen. To <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. But it's not like a real downer. You read it, okay. and you're kind of like, oh, okay, that's huh. how life goes for an opossum. That's why they start off with eight or however yeah. many they start off with. Giannis, maybe you should get that for Baby Oscar. Mm. Add that to the list. More books <laughs> to give him. Well, every children's book, they they always have to have some type of message takeaway. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. What is it in the possum book, you think? Well, I don't know. I, life is hard. Life is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, uh, count your blessings. Yeah, have a lot of babies in case yeah. six of them die. Hmm. <laughs> Something like that. Get a good life insurance package. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. Uh, yes, unfortunately, Chester, Christine, and Tressa have been eliminated from the game. But we have five players still left. All right. With two points, we have Sam James, three points, Corey Calkins, and with four points apiece are Brody, Giannis, and Maggie all tied for first. All right. Ooh. Two nice. Maggie. Maggie. We're still here, though. Come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's you not guys can still play. Yeah, we're still here. Question nine. The topic is public lands. What family organized a 41-day armed standoff at Oregon's Malher Wildlife Refuge in 2016? What family organized a 41-day armed standoff at Oregon's Mulhewer Wildlife Refuge in 2016. You know this one, Brody? Mm-hmm. Maggie? No. You got to hang with these two. I'm trying. Okay, looking for the name of the family that organized the 41-day standoff at the Wildlife Refuge in 2016. Now that I'm eliminated, I think I got this one. Okay. What was the name of the refuge? It is the Mulhewer Wildlife Refuge in Oregon. Does that help you? No. Giannis, you know this? You going to hang with Brody? I believe so. Okay. Looking for the name of the family. I just hope I'm not off by like a letter or two or something mm. like that. But Does everybody have an answer? No. <laughs> a lot of pressure, Maggie. I know. Dang it. <laughs> name of the family. Chester, why do you know this one? Uh, Well, I, I could be wrong, okay. but I heard... I've, I just remember hearing this mm. and following it. It's a fun story. A little while ago. Fun story. That's an yeah. interesting yeah. story. <laughs> it wasn't fun for everybody, but... <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Maggie saying the Trumps, Christine without an answer, Brody <laughs> saying Bundy, Corey saying Bundy, I Chester saying Bundy, Tressa without an answer, Sam without an answer, Giannis saying Bundy, they got it. It was the Bundys. I thought the Bundys was farther back. They've well, been they, they've they been also messing had, around for yeah. a while. They've they've had yeah pro- yeah. There's Nevada, been other yeah. stuff too. They were yeah, Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. Not paying like for grazing. There's all kinds of things. Mm. The Bundys organized the standoff in an effort to protest the treatment of two area ranchers convicted of federal land arson. One occupant was killed by the SWAT team after driving through a roadblock and reaching for a handgun. The Bundys were also at the center of a 2014 standoff in Nevada when BLM rangers tried to seize the family's cattle as payment for over $1 million in unpaid grazing fees. We have one question left, Phil. Who is still in the game? Well, we still got a lot of players left in. Maggie, Corey, Giannis, and Brody. Uh, Brody and Giannis have five points in first place, and Corey and Maggie have four points. Question 10. The topic is hunting. States like Arkansas, Illinois, and Maine use this color paint on fence posts to indicate no trespassing. States like Arkansas, Illinois, and Maine use this color paint on fence posts to indicate no trespassing. <gasps> Quick answer from Brody. No right, answer. But I'm basing it on Yanni. Yeah. Corey, you're still in the game. Do you know this one? My in-laws live in Illinois. Oh, and so oh. You, you do know it. Mm-hmm. Maggie, do you know this one? N- no. I'm guessing. Okay. We have a confident Brody. Yeah, you got like no, a one I, out of seven. I'm, con- I'm not confident, <laughs> but I know 
Okay. I have some other information that hopefully <laughs> okay. is, is uh, applies. States like Arkansas, Illinois, and Maine use this color paint on fence posts to indicate no trespassing. Yanni trying to force a tiebreaker here. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Maggie saying pink, Christine oh, yeah! saying blue, Brody saying purple, Corey saying purple, Chester saying white, Tressa saying green, <laughs> Sam saying white, and Giannis saying purple. Yeah, We're going I, to overtime, I bitches. Just read an article about <laughs> the correct the answer is purple. Ah. I didn't know about those other states. I just knew purple. Pennsylvania. I Roughly. knew it was something weird like that. Roughly a dozen states have some variation of the purple paint law, which is a substitute for no trespassing signs. The purple paint is often used on corner posts and trees to mark private land boundaries. Other states like Idaho and Montana use orange paint instead. Fascinating. And we are going to overtime. Play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. That doesn't make any sense at all. First, you're last. You, you can be second, you can be third, fourth, hell, you can even be fifth. The tie-breaking question. This will be a numerical question. Whoever is closest to the correct answer will be declared our winner. The topic is fishing. According to a 2016 survey by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, what percentage of American women had fished in the last year? <laughs> Why is that so funny, Yanni? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, if you guess wrong here, <clears throat> you could be sort of, you know, are, judged by your answer. Um, mm. Are you looking for <laughs> whole numbers, decimal Write points? Write it to a decimal point. What? Write it to a decimal point. To a single decimal point. To a single decimal point. According to a 2016 survey by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, what percentage of American women had fished in the last year? We are down to Giannis and Brody, but if the rest of the room wants to play along, we'll hear your answers as well. Ah, oh, we're just here to judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How you feel about this one, Brody? Well, I mean, I I hate these kind of questions, <laughs> but I mean. I think I'm going to be close, okay. but I can way off. Yanni, you feel okay about this one? Yeah, I'm going to add a number. Oh, okay. Just to make it so that uh-huh. it's the same, you know. Sure. Does everybody else have an answer who's going to play along? Looking for what percentage of American women had fished in the last year, and this is a 2016 survey. Brody, you good? A lot of thinking over there. A lot of writing. Yeah. I think so. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have uh, Christine oh, saying 34.8. Corey saying 17.5. Chester saying 6. Tressa saying 12.3. Sam saying 19.2. And our two players left, we have Brody saying 22.7. And Giannis saying 20.1. You guys were within two percentage points of each other. The winner is Giannis. The correct answer was 7%. Ooh! Which Chester was only one percentage point off of. You gals got to get out and fish more. What the heck? Preaching to the choir. You do. 7%. 7% of American women had fished within the last year. I don't buy it. I think it's way higher than that. Well, it was 2016. It's 2016. So maybe COVID did pull those numbers up. Uh, Yanni is our winner. He was 13 percentage points off, but you were good enough. Congratulations. To, to good take enough. The Thank you. What and happened? I next? tied Shelby. You did. I'm going to have to give her the tiebreaker now when I get home and see what she comes up with. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What she... happens next is Yanni gets to choose where the $500 donation goes. So what's it going to be? Let's go with uh, the MUCC. Which is? That's what I was gonna pick. Really? Yeah. Keep talking. Okay. Well, tell tell me Wait, why you're gonna Michigan, pick it. Michigan, right? Yeah. Okay. Michigan. Michigan United Conservation Clubs. I I Club. don't quote me, but I think it's the nation's largest state conservation uh-huh. group. But don't quote me on that. Look, that's what their website says. It might be. They do a lot they, of cool stuff. They got a, a fight coming up. Uh, they're. I don't know. It might not be a fight, but they are hoping to uh, introduce uh, crane hunting. 
to the, uh, you know, to the process of mm. getting it approved. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they could use a little extra boost right now. And it'd be great to see a crane season in Michigan. Maybe they can get uh, dove hunting done as well. It seems crazy that they could get cranes approved before doves. Yeah, the whole dove thing in Michigan is beyond me. But One more time, what is that conservation group called? Uh, the MUCC. MUCC. $500 going their way via Giannis and Meat Eater. Now, here's the announcement that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Next week is the beginning of the 2022 Meat Eater Trivia Tournament. It will be a three-episode series where we start with 14 players and then eliminate them until we crown a 2022 Meat Eater Trivia Champion. There's plenty of drama along the way, and I'll give you this spoiler. It all comes down to the final question. The Meat Eater Trivia Tournament. Yanni, you got anything you want to say about it? He does not. No spoilers. No No spoilers. spoilers. Does not want to give any spoilers. That's it for this episode of Meteor Trivia. Join us next time for more of the only game show where conservation always wins. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting into go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. The Sport Dog promise to consumers is simple. Gear the way you'd design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. I've used that sport dog collar in different temperatures. It just doesn't stop working. Get 20% off your first purchase using code MEATEATER. So go to www.sportdog.com slash meat eater to learn more.